0: Hey, everyone. Today's episode is with Philip Tester. Philip is a sales manager over at Cloud Factory in Durham, North Carolina. Over the next 30 minutes or so, we'll talk about unique ways to determine whether a candidate could be a good fit, some interesting tools and interesting ways he's thought about hiring, and the scope of impact that Cloud Factory's had. Hope you enjoy it. This one's one of my favorite episodes. Cool. So, get things started. Tell me a little bit about your background.
1: Uh, You know, I'm I'm in sales management right now, which feels like a third career, maybe. Um, So I've I've had uh, some twists and turns along the way. Um, So over the last dozen years or so, um, I've gone from finance, which was an initial focus and what I studied in school, um, to a fintech startup that um, went crash in 2008, along with everything else um, backed into it consulting, um, you know, project management, business analysis, um, mm-hmm. business development, um, and then to cloud factory, which is, um, you know, at, uh, I would call it still a startup. Um, you know, we raised, mm-hmm. uh, through our series B round, um, have good traction and, and growth, uh, but, but still in startup mode to some extent. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the path that I took. And there were a lot of, um, interesting stops along the way, but, uh, but that's how I ended it up was. here, and, and I wasn't even actually looking for uh, a sales career, uh, but I did want to join um, a, a mission-oriented um, startup just like that size and stage was really appealing to me, a company that really had the why figured out, and that was like a true north star for them and not just uh, a nice-to-have um, because I think those companies' outcomes are better. Uh, but it also uh, means that there's a lot more alignment, um, you know, kind of up and down and throughout the company in terms of everybody pulling in the same direction. Um, and I figured that kind of getting into to Cloud Factory uh, as an individual contributor in, in a, a sales-ish kind of position was a great way to get a 360-degree view of, of what we were doing at that time and, um, and to grow along with the company, and that's what happened.
0: Yeah, so what roles have you filled there?
1: Yeah, so I was hired uh, almost – three years ago now the title at that time was a solutions architect and it was a little more apt at that time because our product offering was uh, a fairly technical solution sale so know, sales at at that time at cloud factory um, involved a lot of things like diagramming workflows actually using like flowchart software to to produce workflow diagrams um, doing requirements and, uh, and data analysis and a B testing on workflow models um, so it, it required someone with a fair amount of, like, technical capability and, and uh, you know, both aptitude and attitude, like, willingness to get into it. Um, still with the goal of, of landing new clients, but our, our product offering was was a very customized sort of solution at that point. And uh, since then, we've um, shifted the product offering to make it easier to buy and easier to sell and applicable to a much larger um, portion of our adjustable market. So those were all really good, um, moves from, from my perspective. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, at that time, so that was, that was the initial job. And, uh, I did that, uh, for probably a, a year, year and a half. And then we started growing the team. Um, so a couple, a couple key things happened. Um, one, we, uh, parted ways with, uh, the sales leader who was in place, um, when I was there or when I got hired, um, so there was no one above me anymore. Uh, so that was one. Number two, um, my partner, my, my colleague, who was a solutions architect as well, um, piloted the customer success functions. So we started kind of separating the, um, you know, hunting and farming uh, roles yep. to some extent, just because just we knew that we would need that as we scaled. <clears throat> and then we needed to, to add some staff and grow the team. So I started doing a little bit of hiring. Um, so I shifted into a, a team lead and, and manager kind of role, and, um, and so that's what I've been doing uh, for about a year, uh, just over a year now. And we're in a pretty heavy hiring mode at the moment because we you know, landed the Series B earlier this year,
0: um, yeah, and round. we're we're in and all caps growth mode at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the next thing would be really nice if tell us a little bit about Cloud Factory for those that don't know. Yeah, so what Cloud Factory does
1: is uh, essentially a scalable uh, workforce as a service. So what that means is we, we offer a managed service consisting of uh, an agile and scalable workforce offering. Um, and the kind of thing that we do with that for our clients is the kind of routine data entry kind of tasks that um, really are necessary to support a lot of modern-day technology-centric product offerings, or uh, to get them to market, especially if they are, um, you know, based on some sort of machine learning or AI uh, type of um, software, at which a lot of things are, right? I think the spread of um, those sorts of technologies is, you know, growing and accelerating, and in no way done yet. So it requires massive amounts of of data sets that are actually like labeled, annotated, improved somehow by human interaction to turn it from just, just a raw sort of thing to one that's that's actionable. So a good example of that is um, autonomous driving. So self-driving cars are, as I'm sure no one needs to be told, a really massive market opportunity right now, just really hot with new companies entering it and venture capital investment. And um, to make that possible, Uh, to make the sensors that those cars are outfitted with interpret the visual data and actually turn that into decisions that they make to, you know, stop, start, turn, et cetera. Um, It it requires just literally millions of, um, you know, image type files to be marked up and labeled like bounding boxes drawn and say, this is a car, this is a person, this is a road sign. Here's what the road sign says even um, to to a fairly granular level. And so, um people have to do that work that can't be automated with um with software yet to actually create the training data so um so we do a lot of that kind of work that's just one one example um so the way that we do that is um we're a very tech forward approach to that which is very different than the traditional like outsourcing sort of industry um we view ourselves as a, an evolution of that um and then, uh, but also a, a more managed and dedicated uh, service model than your open crowdsourcing sort of platforms. There's a lot of ways to, to just send tasks out into the void and have these anonymous crowds work on them for fairly cheap. But you, you get what you pay for, right? So they're they're fairly unmanaged. You don't get a lot of support. There's no curation of the crowd. Um, there's no collaboration on on the task setup or design or managing for quality and all this sort of thing. So. We kind of combine those two, two ideas using technology and the Internet um, to access or, or tap into um, an online crowd with the managed service aspects of, of traditional BPO um, to create a, an offering that is really unique in the space. And uh, our, our customers yeah, just, are, uh, by great. and large... Yeah, so like we work, basically work uh, with venture backed startups that are they have some product market fit. They're trying to figure out how to scale it efficiently, and um, we can be a key partner and component of that stack as they do so.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And you you said you guys are hiring like crazy. What's uh, I know there's a few different places. Where are the where are you hiring for?
1: Yeah, so our, our, to talk about how we're set up a little bit, I might add some context to that. So the company was founded in Nepal, in Kathmandu, um, mm-hmm. in 2008. So coming up on well, 10 years now, but has um, gone through a couple of, of iterations since then. So, you know, modern form has been around for, for probably, you know, five years. Um, it expanded operationally to Kenya. So now we have um, offices in both Nairobi and Kathmandu. Um, and then the office here in Durham, um, is really our go-to-market HQ. So um, mm-hmm. the the heads of uh, client success, sales, and marketing are all here, as well as our chief revenue officer. So we're hiring for all three of those uh, functions at the moment, um, sales, client success, and marketing. Um, sales most relevant for me, and I'm hiring both like SDR-type roles, you know, openers, uh, as well as account executive and, and inside sales reps. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so I think, that's
0: Awesome. yep, that's right. What's the team size there in Durham? Um, we've got about 12 to 15 people. Um, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So I- including all three of those departments, I've, I've recently had a couple of new hires start on the sales team. So I've got a team of six now, uh, but I'm looking for uh, two to four more people by the end of this calendar year. So I'm you know, actively yeah. interviewing and screening for that at the moment.
0: Yeah. So tell me, tell me what's something that you look for. Um, what what are ideal hires for Cloud Factory in the sales function? Yeah. Um,
1: one thing I've realized is uh, we we tend to do really well with who, people I consider like non typical salespeople. Um, maybe they they're not like career salespeople, or you know, have some sort of experience outside of just being a salesperson, like some actual like domain sort of experience, um, has tended to work really well for us um, because at the moment, I mean, we are somewhere between, you know, initial product market fit and building the foundation to really, really scale. So, you know, there is still some of the figuring it out, um, but we also uh, have, don't have like absolutely nothing in terms of a, a playbook and assets and resources and messaging, um, so people that are they're willing and, and actually interested to participate in shaping that and contributing to those conversations and really taking the initiative to just, like, be a contributor in ways outside of, like, banging out their calls or, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, holding their demos are really, really valuable to us at the moment. Um, so that's, kind of, that's somewhat particular to where we are as a, as a point in time right now, but... Um, like the the FDR that, that we just hired um, had, had no sales experience, but he had some professional experience and had done really well. And everyone I called um, that was his reference um, said in no uncertain terms, I am actively trying to hire him back.
0: <laughs> so that's a really good sign. <laughs> yeah, so you um, should hire him right then. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get him. Right, exactly.
1: Uh, and, like, he, you know, did a lot of prep work to indicate his interest in establishing and growing a career in sales, including reading predictable revenue. Right. So he actually read that book before our interview so that we have, we could talk about that, which was fantastic. And, um, so he was like very, uh, intentional about, you know, kind of setting out what he wanted to do and then, and then going after it. Um, so that's one thing. The other is that, um, our company culture is really unique, I think, and it's very important to us. Um, so it's important for me to hire people who have alignment with that. And I know every company thinks that, like, they acknowledge that culture is important. Um, but the extent to which that's true at cloud Sector I think, is a, is a little bit unique. And one reason is because, you know, we are truly a, a purpose-driven startup. Um, so, you know, we're a venture-backed company. We Um, certainly have financial goals and we're really ambitious and we want to create an awesome product and absolutely own our market. And um, so we have a company full of um, smart and ambitious people who are trying to do that. Um, But that's just one side of the equation for us. The other side is um, we're an impact sourcing company. So we have a a social mission um, to create meaningful work around the world. And, you know, that looks like um, providing opportunities for jobs that uh, pay well, that help people, um, develop personally and professionally. It offers them paths to promotion and advancement and uh, allows us to really invest in a deeply rooted way in the communities and, and geographies where we are. Um, so, you know, that's, that's really important to us, and it really drives everything we do. Um, and it's, it's, there's no way to think about that as a separate thing from, um, you know, our kind of business goals, right? Those are two sides of the same coin. We recognize that have the largest impact to like connect a million people to this kind of work. Um, we need to have, uh, we need to be great. Um, so people that, that actually have some substance to them um, and some interests outside of the office uh, tend mm-hmm. to like click with that really well. And, uh, you know, just creates a great chemistry in the office.
0: Yeah. I was going to say that, that is one of the best, uh, Explanations I've heard of why someone should work at Cloud Factory, and I imagine that's a, a, a unique advantage while you're recruiting. Yeah, yeah, it is. It definitely sets us apart. Yeah, I love uh, just kind of scrolling through your website. If anyone listening to this does, there's a video about halfway down with Mark, the CEO, talking about why um, Cloud Factory is important. I think it's really, really interesting, just from a recruiting aspect of like you guys. Are targeting a specific type of person that wants to be a part of something like that, but um, it's very unique. I love it. I yeah. love it. Tell me a little bit about what you think candidates can do to stand out at Cloud Factory. That uh, reading the sales book is awesome. What are some other yeah. things? You know,
1: I, I've been really struck. Like, you know, I've I've hired people here and there over the course of uh, of my career in, in various roles, but this is really the first like ongoing hiring initiative that I've been a part of. So it's been mm-hmm. like a, just a really condensed uh, and very active period of talking to a lot of different people, which has just revealed some things to me. And one of those was kind of surprising, which is that interview 101 kind of stuff actually does make a difference. It is not a given. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so these are easy ways to to stand out in good ways, but they're also easy ways to stand out in ways that you would not want to. Um, so, yeah, some, some ones... Like I'll tell you one key one um, that I think is is somehow an untapped uh, idea is it it has been really, really rare for applicants to positions at Cloud Factory um, to find me on LinkedIn and ping me and send me an email and say, "Hey, um, I just applied for the job mm-hmm. through the link, but I wanted to reach out to you personally, uh, whatever, whatever." Um, or, you know, better yet, find my email address, my company email address, and send me an email. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can do that, you've demonstrated you have some basic know how, like prospecting skills. You can find someone's email address. Like, these are core parts of the job, but they also demonstrate uh, some hustle and genuine interest in the position mm-hmm. in the company. And I don't make it hard to do this, by the way. Like, my, the headline on my LinkedIn profile says, I'm hiring. It's like a flashing neon sign and still I yeah. don't get a lot of people actually pinging me
0: <laughs> to do that.
1: And I'm just amazed. So the ones that do, I'm like, great, yeah. big check mark. Um, yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, you're, Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. You're a pretty easy guy to find online too. I think it, you just search your name and a few different sites come up with your information on it.
1: Well, you know, I'm in sales. Like, I'm it's it's my business to try to like make myself yeah. as, as available as, as I can. Because um, I use LinkedIn yeah. both for recruiting, uh, you know, recruiting candidates, just for my own networking, and also for you know, talking to to prospective clients. So, um, yeah, so it, it's mm-hmm. for all of those reasons, in my interest to to make sure that that I'm out there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think that's. Uh, That's one way to to stand out. Um, Another would be, like, doing an evident amount of research and preparation for any, like, step in the process. So my typical process right now is, um, like, they may talk to a recruiter first, uh, just a short phone screen, then talk to me for a longer phone screen, and then come into the office for kind of a round robin with several folks on the team. And what I'm looking for at each of those points is um, that they're doing their homework. because it again demonstrates that they actually are interested in, you know, the position in, in Cloud Factory and it's it's getting easier and easier for me to, to find that, right? So I can it's pretty easy for me to, to spot when someone doesn't have a lot of information about a product offering. Like if they can't describe it to me. Like I'll ask them, like, give me your elevator pitch for Cloud Factory, what do we do? And that's a pretty revealing question. Um, another is like, you know, if I tell them in advance the people they'll be meeting with and they seem to have done no research on those people and their roles. Um, that's a big red flag. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so some, that's one way, uh, again, that could be a, a really good thing or a really bad thing. So um, it shows up in their questions, too. So people ask really intelligent questions about, like, hey, you know, I noticed your such-and-such such company seem to be a main competitor of yours. They just announced X in the last month. What do you think of that? Like, that is a fantastic question, something like that for me to get. Because um, it means that they 've really been just like immersing themselves in in cloud factory
0: mm-hmm. about um, tools or tricks that you use to find good talent or help market cloud Factory to good talent?
1: Yeah, I mean the, the most obvious one i 'll say is is we've posted our uh, positions on a number of sites, including the free ones like indeed and Glassdoor, on our uh, company website mm-hmm. but Uh, the biggest source of applicants for us as well as the highest quality source of applicants for us has been LinkedIn and you've got to pay for LinkedIn. It's like roughly 500 bucks per month per posting. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's the highest quantity and the highest quality of applicants. Um, so I mean, outside of like warm referrals. So those are like, that's number one, like you want to use your network as much as possible. Um, Mm-hmm. any intro you can get is great. And actually, so the new people that I've, that I've hired, like I'm asking them, like, do you know anyone that would be interested in the role? Um, so that's a great way to, uh, you know, once they get in and, and kind of see what the job is like from the inside out, they can start thinking like, Hey, yeah, I worked with such and such person. Um, they might be interested to be great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I use LinkedIn a lot. It, it's uh it's a great source of, um, of applications for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Cool. Um, and... yeah, go ahead. You, you, you. So you're saying you ask for referrals after the candidate's been in the job for a while? I mean, I might ask on day two, but
0: <laughs> once they're like on the, on this <laughs> I don't side of the me. door, rather than yeah. outside of the door. Yeah. Um I mean, especially because I've heard yeah. it both ways, so that's that's why I was asking.
1: Well, the answer might differ at different stages, um, but you know, sometimes they're they have people that they've been waiting to to like offer like, bring bring along with them, but they want to make sure that they get the job first. That's why I always make sure to ask early on. It's like, hey, now that you're here, it's official. Um, who else have you been thinking about as far through this process, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I bet you, I mean, that's that's a give me on more candidates, too. And if you hired their friend, they are probably also a very high, uh, very good candidate as well. Yeah. Cool. Um, what else do you want to share? What else, uh, recruiting tips or tricks do you have or sales tips and tricks do you have that you think people would be interested in? I, I guess one of them is um,
1: it, me, I'm a tinkerer, and uh, so I'm constantly iterating on the process for um, bringing candidates and applicants through our pipeline, how to improve that, I'm constantly working with my kind of base set of interview questions. Um, so over time, that's mm-hmm. that's like... You know, gotten honed to the point that I have some like questions that I think are really good. I could share some of those here if that would be interesting. Um, but the other one yeah. is um, one of the kind of the pipeline qualifiers that I like to use is um, as I mentioned. There's several like actual interview stages at Cloud Factory, but in between and along the way, I use um, uh, targeted like three to five question questionnaires at at a couple points um, in between those interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them is kind of a, 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 general one that kind of tries to get, uh, people to reveal a little bit more about who they are, like what their values are, um, what things they care about, what they're motivated by, how they think about the world, what their self-perception is like, um, which starts to, to give us an idea of how they might fit from like a, just a culture personality sort of perspective. Um, the other one is more specific to the role. So in, in a sales role, I'll ask them about, um, you know, to answer a question kind of like, you know, if sales is both an art and a science. What does that mean to you? How would you explain that? Or, um, you know, what what do you think of uh, sales as a uh, career path? What's your perception of that? Because sometimes people will actually get really deep and be like, well, like, you know, other people see it as a uh, like a, sort of a bad thing, like a negative connotation, but I love it. Here's why. It just kind of gives them a chance to to paint on a canvas, right? Um, but I'm starting to, to try to get a sense for, like, how much they've really thought through their position and and all that. Um, And so that's a great way to continue confirming buy-in along the pipeline because I'm not talking to someone. Like if I'm talking to someone, I'm going to have their attention. They're going to try to sell themselves. Um, But in between, like if I get off the phone um, and I'm not sure whether I want to bring them in uh, for the next step, I'll send them a questionnaire. And depending on how much time and effort I get on the responses, that's a good signal for me about how bought in they are. Um, Yeah. So that's one kind of passive way to do that. Um, but the other one is, um, I, I've, I've got a couple of, of great questions that I like that I'd be happy to share here that um, hopefully people can use. Um, yeah, tell me some. Uh, one of them is uh, to ask about, um, you know, hopefully at recent positions or the most recent position, any special project that they have, like, had an idea for, uh, pitched, won approval for, and executed, and then what the result was for that. So that's a really multi-factor um, question that can can indicate like how much people are thinking about how to improve the business not just like do the job and improve the business like uh, number two um can they make a persuasive argument to you know, leadership to like a, to like an executive level and get buy-in um and three can they deliver on something can they actually see something through and and, and handle the follow-through part of it um so uh that's a great question that, that gets get some really good answers um Another one that's kind of similar is, is asking people, um, in their opinion, how they have made their current or previous company better in their time year. Like what impact have you had? Um, Cause if you get something like, you know, I met my quota, like that's okay. Um, but I'm looking for something more there. Like how did you actually help mm-hmm. contribute to building the business outside of the, the job description on paper? Um,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, a couple of others. Do here. you find um, a lot of people a lot? So yeah. tell me a little bit of, your these sales roles are mostly roughly entry, right? A few levels, a few years of experience. Yeah. Give or take like, you know, I to
1: date have not hired anyone directly out of college because I'd prefer to teach mm-hmm. someone, even if I have to teach them how to do sales or how to do sales at cloud factory, I'd, I'd like to not have to teach them how to tie their shoes or how to be a professional in, in a job yep. environment. <laughs> um, let, somebody else, yeah. let's, let somebody else handle that. Um, uh, so, I'm, I'm not completely close to it, but by and large, I'm, I'm looking for people with somewhere between, like, two and, well, let's say, 10 years of experience on, on the upper end. So there's a fairly wide range between, like, a, an initial SDR role and a senior account executive role.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, then, those younger roles, do you find that they have pitched a project before, or is it sometimes hit or miss on, depending on experience? Um, yeah,
1: so that's a that's a great question. Um. If they have, like, I'm not, I'm going to discount it a little bit depending on how much like history they have behind it. If they've been working for a couple of years, then I'm not going to expect a whole lot. So I'll discount it to some extent if the answer is like not really or just not a, a really impactful one. But if they have, mm-hmm. then potentially you're you're looking at someone who is a star, right? Especially yeah. if um like they they can demonstrate like thinking strategically about the business. Like my there's a correlation for me um, for people who like do that kind of thing early on and, and really make an impact and get noticed by management that have, you know, leadership potential um, at Cloud mm-hmm. Factory down the line and will help to contribute in a re- well-rounded way at every
0: step along the way. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that one. Cool. What other questions do you have that you should share? Uh, let's see.
1: Um, I like to ask people what their superpower is. Like, name one mm-hmm. thing that you do better than anyone that's a key to your success. Um, mm-hmm. Because, again, what I'm looking for is a little bit of uh, self-reflection, like someone who has, an, like, an ability to inventory themselves, identify their strengths and weaknesses, and, um, and play to those strengths. Um, so, you know, if someone says, like, I right, like my work ethic, my work rate's really strong, I just get the job done. Like, there could be worse things, but that's just not going to be – that's kind of garden variety, right? Um, mm-hmm. But also here, like, you know, you might get, like, basically no answer to that, which is, is not a great sign. Um, because, my, again, my feeling is that um, I don't have the bandwidth nor the desire to micromanage people in any way. Um, Certainly from the standpoint of um, like how they do their job, which I'll come back to in a second. Um, But on the second uh, part of it, um, how well they do their job from the sense of like, I don't want to be the only source of uh, feedback or constructive uh, criticism. They need to be having an internal loop for that themselves constantly. Um, because people that do that um, constantly get better. They just improve naturally. There's an intrinsic motivation to do well, to succeed, to be excellent that I don't have to drive. Um, And so those people are uh, their net benefits to my productivity as a manager. Um, But uh, back to the first part of that as well, which, which is unique to Cloud Factory, is a lot of people that I'm interviewing come from a sales culture and environment where they're measured on activity or inputs. So their bosses are actually like holding them accountable for meeting a, a daily quota of calls made or emails sent or a weekly quota of demos held. And while those things are important, um, I, view, I view outcomes and results as, as more important than inputs and activities. Um, so I care about setting performance expectations for people, like here's how you are metrics, here's how you are comped. Like if it's an account executive role, you need to be booking deals. <laughs> Um, and we set those quotas every, every quarter, or at least confirm them. Um, and so I'm going to set that expectation. I'm going to give people as much support from me, as much training and coaching and resources and uh, everything that they need to get that done um, and I'm going to certainly keep an eye on how that's going, but I'm also not going to be asking them at the end of each day, like, did you make your calls? I, I just – I have yeah. no appetite to do that whatsoever, and I don't think that that's a really healthy culture. So I'm looking to hire people who, again, have that sort of internal drive to get the job done without, mm-hmm. like, me looming over them and, like, counting their activities. I think, that like, that's a counting stat that I just don't think makes for effective management. The management by metrics thing is a, is a sore spot for me, if you can't tell. <laughs>
0: that's awesome um yeah and i I imagine as you ask those questions you're kind of selectively filtering the people into your funnel that would be good fits for that anyway absolutely yeah yeah so you've kind of you've kind of set your process up to help you as much as possible with that yeah yeah that's right cool cool anything else you want to share i mean i've i've loved the interview so far i think it's Really interesting what Cloud Factory is doing. I love the mission side of it. Uh, one thing I like to ask people is what they read. Mm-hmm. And, and I
1: just leave it open ended because like, maybe, answer? They'll answer the uh, maybe they'll answer with a business book. Maybe they'll answer with something else. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. answer with People Magazine. They read like the trashy tabloids. Um, what's a good answer? <laughs> um, honestly, yeah. that, they, that they read. Like I don't yeah. care as much what it is. Like it's awesome if they have the same uh, literature interest as me. Like if we can talk about, uh, you know, sci-fi or <laughs> historical fiction or like absurd <laughs> absurd <laughs> comic novels. Like that's great. But like I, I actually don't care that much <laughs> as, as, as I, much as like <laughs> like that's cool. We can geek out over that at lunch. But um, it's more it's more compelling if they're a reader. Like uh, for me, I find a, a high correlation between like people who just enjoy reading and like on the job performance and kind of self-driven um, motivation a sales role. Because the Venn diagram for um, people who have like an attitude and aptitude for sales, like they're extroverted, um, but not like brash or they're introverted, but persistent, right? Those are kind of the two like sales profiles for me that have one of those things. Um, plus uh, like to read and actually do that, <laughs> It's fairly, fairly narrow. So yeah. uh, if I can get those things to line up, then, then I'm, I'm
0: like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. I haven't heard that question before. Surprisingly, it sounds pretty obvious now, but well, I heard well, that Well, it's one.
1: particularly really cool. useful for us because we don't do a lot. Like our uh, business development function, our prospecting, is almost entirely built around written communication. We don't, we don't really do cold calling. Mm-hmm. And we may, as we grow, need to expand that and yeah. add it as a, a tool we use more often in our arsenal. No, we don't. It's, it's all about email with occasional social touches like messaging on LinkedIn, um, follow them on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, you know, like company news, that kind of thing, just to send those kind of soft signals. Um, but, yeah, so we don't do a lot of camp yeah. calling, and, and there's a few reasons for that. But, uh, but the point is that, you know, written communication, that it's, that it's crisp, that I can teach it to be concise. Because everybody's first instinct, if they haven't done this before, is to is to write too much, like add all the detail rather than mm-hmm. you know narrow it down, narrow it down, narrow it down, distill it. Um, but that it can be crisp, that there's good spelling, good grammar, um, good vocabulary variety, uh, that it doesn't sound like a bot, like spat it out out of a cold email mm-hmm. you know machine. Um, that's critical yep. to us getting people's attention and getting a call with them. So um,
0: yeah, the, the reading question really gets to that. Yeah. Who do you target when you reach out to these companies?
1: Um, often, at the point that we have the most success, it's um, like they've raised some funds, but they're not IPOing yet. So I would call it, you know, between,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, most commonly between Series A and Series C, probably, you know, 20 to 50 mm-hmm. employees. We certainly go like smaller and larger than that. Um, but at that point, the, yeah founders are still very involved because the product is still very much aligned with their strategic vision for the company. So we'll reach out to founders or CEOs. Often they're, they're fairly technical as mm-hmm. a buyer, and they are thinking long and hard mm-hmm. about how do we scale efficiently, and Cloud Factory can help solve for that. Um, so that's certainly one yeah. person that we'll reach out to. Uh, others include people in um, product, if it's um, like a customer-facing product mm-hmm. that we're supporting, uh, or – um, more technical, if it's like an AI or machine learning that we want to help build, then it would be someone like, um, like a lead engineer or a data scientist.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I can imagine uh, somebody trying to crunch all the data would love to hear from someone like y'all. <laughs> we hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I'm really appreciative of your time, Philip. This has been. One of the best interviews I've done so far. Uh, you say that's all the interviews? <laughs> uh you might have caught me red-handed on that one. Yeah, <laughs> no,
1: no, it's uh, it's been great. Um, just kidding. I I love to talk. So appreciate you asking the questions and facilitating the conversation. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been fantastic. I'll come back
0: anytime. Hey, uh, cool, cool. I'll definitely uh, definitely invite you back. Especially uh, you guys keep growing and hiring like crazy. Yeah, let's see where we're at six
1: months from now, a year from now, I think you know, our team yeah. th- team size may be bigger and uh, maybe we'll be at a different stage, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'd love to revisit.